Love you guys so much. Um, yeah, let me invite you to just for a moment grab your seats. And, and uh, I know, actually, I mean, by revival standards, the hour is early. So, you know, by revival standards, this is like we just finished the opening. But, um, um, Eric, would you be able to grab me my Bible, please, right there? Yeah, thank you so much. But I do want to thank you. Isn't it awesome to have Eric home and visiting? We love Eric. Um, I just want to say how great it is to be back with all of you. So many of you have become dear friends. Um, and uh, I know there's, we have a lot of our Eagles Wings partners who've come in. And it's great to see you here. Um, God's doing something very special in this house. Uh, Ken and Crystal and I have been together um, 97 was the first time I was in Chicago with you, 97, and we've just seen the Lord do awesome, awesome things. Um, but I, I, I want to just share a quick devotional thought because I felt it strongly on my heart. And um, can somebody just thank you, Brock? Give it up for Brock. What an amazing young man. What an amazing, amazing guy. Oh, thank you, sir. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Um, no, I'm not, there is a table in the back. The only thing I'll mention is get signed up for the day of prayer for the peace of Jerusalem. So important. Come into alignment with Jerusalem. You can follow me. They're going to put the social media thing up real quick and just join us there and, and flow with what the Lord is doing in Israel and the nations. Um, just very quickly, we're going to look at the book of Luke. And uh, I won't take more than, just, can I have 10 minutes, all right? 10 minutes, can I have 10 minutes? Raise your hand if I can have 10 minutes. 10, 20, 30, 40. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Hey, it's awesome to have uh, Aaron Pino and his whole family here tonight. Hey, stand up, you guys. We love you. This amazing ministry family, God bless you. Love you guys so much. Your whole family, honor you guys and all that God is doing. Um, I'm going to do this super quick, but I want you to hear me. I want you to look at Luke chapter 4, because I felt like the Lord wanted to encourage some of us tonight. And can I have more mic, and can I have more treble, less bass, more volume? Thank you. It says, then, G in fact, I'm going to Philadelphia with your brother. I'll be there with Rick on, on uh, Friday and Saturday. It says, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was filled with the Spirit and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And God wanted me to tell someone here tonight that just because you're in a wilderness, you're not out of the will of God. You can be in a wilderness time. You can be in a desert time. You can be in a confusing time, and God wants you to know that doesn't mean that he's left you or even that you were not following his leading in going there. Jesus, filled with the Spirit, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. It's one thing to know the God of abundance. It's another thing to meet God in the desert. And so we love these moments of refreshment. We want to drink everything that we can. But I just know that there's this thing coming. 
You know what it's called? It's called Thursday night. It's this thing coming called life that swirls at us. And the Lord just impressed so strongly on my heart as we're in a moment in history where the battle is, we're, we're going to see two things simultaneously increasing. Glory is going to increase and ba- battle is going to increase. It's just going to... We're in the wheat and tares moment. We're in the sheep and goats moment. We're in the arise, shine, your light has come, the glory comes, and gross darkness. That's that's what's coming. That's what's here. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Then, I'll skip all this, it says he was tempted. And this links with what I shared. I, I can't remember. Was I here? Whatever day, Sunday. The, the fruit was the fruit was attractive. It was desirous for it was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, desirous to make wise. The problem was not the fruit. The world's wisdom, the world's temptation makes sense to the carnal mind. The problem was that Adam and Eve ate of the tree of knowledge instead of of the tree of life. And Jesus offers us to eat of the tree of life. So Jesus faces as the second Adam the exact temptations that Adam faced, and he overcomes them in this passage. I'm going to skip all of that. Go down to verse 14. It's a shame because this is a really good sermon, so go online and find it. It says, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. In other words, he blew up on Instagram. Okay? Jesus blew up on Instagram. Elijah List was writing all about him, right? Charisma was doing a report. Like, he was, you know, Joseph Prince, right? I mean, it's just all happening for him. It says, then he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. This is the part I want us to see. So we came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. Say, where he had been brought up. Amazing things are happening. Incredible things are happening. Glorious things are happening. Then he comes back to where he had been brought up. As was his custom... He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath. Why did he go into the synagogue on the Sabbath? Why was that his custom? Because he was a? Oh, good. You've got that part. Most Americans serve a Norwegian Jesus. You've got the fact that he's Jewish. You're smarter than the average church. He stood up to read. He was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he opened the book, he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, this is exactly what was just happening here five minutes ago. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to them, sat down, and all the eyes are fixed on him. All the eyes that were in where? In the synagogue, which was in the town where he, where he grew up. Okay, do you have the picture? Super important, you understand. 
Then he said to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your midst. So all bore witness to him, and they said, These words proceeding out of his mouth, Isn't this Joseph's son? What in the world is he talking about? Goes away to Bible college and thinks he's all something. Then he says, verse 24, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his own country, but I tell you truthfully, and then he kind of rebukes them. And uh, this is what I want you to see, verse 28. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. And they sought to drive him out of the synagogue. They took him to the precipice uh, and uh, were going to cast him down over the cliff. And I won't get into that whole part of the story. What's the point? Point number one. Just because you're in a wilderness doesn't mean the Holy Spirit has left you. I want you to get that. You're going to learn beautiful, powerful, amazing lessons from God in the wilderness moments of your life. So don't despair. We, we love to read Bible stories. We don't particularly like to live them. Because we read it, and it took us a minute and a half to read it, but it took them, you know, 23 years to go through the trial, right? 40 years there in the thing. And we, you know, we get to the altar. Oh, I'm a mess. My life. How long has this been going on? Four days. Lawn positional obedience, chasing after the dream, chasing after the vision, holding on. Now, the second part is this. So, number one, just because you're in the wilderness, you're not um, out of God's will. Number two, Jesus, Instagram healing evangelist had to go back home. At some point in your spiritual journey, you're going to have to face the things that are waiting for you back home. Now, whether that's geographically going back home or not, the things that were, right, the people, the voices, the issues, at some point you're going to have to go and say, you know what, I've come out of the wilderness, my identity's been formed in God, it's awesome, but i got to go back to those terrorists I grew up with. Right? It's like, you know, it's called Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) And you get around your family, right? At some point, and I'm speaking metaphorically, but maybe literally, you have to discern that for yourself, you've got to go back into a context where you say, God, It doesn't matter if I've got this great Instagram public ministry. You want to test and prove what you've done in my heart. So he brings you back to familiar circumstances where all your buttons can be pushed. Why can your childhood family and friends push your buttons so easily? Because they installed them. So Jesus is going back, and they're all, this is just Joseph's son. What's going on? Now, this is the part. Oh, this is so good, but it takes a minute to explain. All right. This takes a This is so good. This is like the best part of the whole thing. But it does take a minute to explain. All right, I'll go really quick. Because you're so much smarter than the average church. 
You are. Pastor Ken told me. Super quick, super quick, super quick, super quick, I promise. In synagogue, unlike church, every single week, the whole Jewish community, wherever you are in the world, they all read the same portion of Scripture. So the synagogue in London reads the same one as the synagogue in New York, reads the same one as the synagogue in Venezuela, reads the same one as the synagogue in Jerusalem. Everybody reads the exact same scripture every single Friday and Saturday in synagogue in the whole world within Judaism. Did you get that? That's to this day. To this day, in synagogue, everybody's reading the exact same scripture every single week. Does everybody understand that? Oh, you guys, this is so good. This is so good. So Jesus... His ministry is blowing up. All of this is happening. He faces the test of the wilderness. And only after he faces the test of the wilderness is he able to go home and face the test of going back home. He goes back home into the synagogue. On the day... They handed him the scroll. They handed him the scroll. Jesus didn't get an invitation from Pastor Ken. Come on up and give us a testimony. Come on up and give us a scripture. Jesus didn't flip through. That was the day that that prophecy of Isaiah was to be read. So a thousand years ago, Isaiah had prophesied something. And for a thousand years, those words had hung in the atmosphere, waiting for the divine alignment of the purpose of God with the Son of God, with the city that God had planted him. The, the, the Kairos word of God was waiting for the Kronos time to manifest. So when Jesus read those words, he was just not lifting that out of the scripture. He was stepping into a prophecy that had been spoken about him a thousand years earlier. And now that was descending upon him. When you come out of your wilderness and when you face whatever you've got to face, then on the other side of that, that purpose, that mantle, that prophetic, I declare to you before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. God called you. God appointed you. God set you apart. And though hell itself has railed against you, God knows your name. God knows your destiny. God knows, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and give you a future and a hope. And Jesus stepped into a thousand-year-old prophecy and said, now is the time. What prophecy has been hanging over your life for years or decades? What did, your, what did your grandmother pray for you? She's in glory now and she's still praying for you. And now that time is going to hit. We're stepping into a moment in human history where the anointing of God is coming on the people of God. They have met God in the wilderness. 
they have gone back to face anything that they needed to face in the familiar circumstances of life. They've taken up the scroll, and they say, I know who I am. I'm the anointed of the Lord. Would you stand tonight? If you'll close your eyes and lift your hands. Father, this is a chosen generation. There is something happening in the nations of the earth that prophets and intercessors have cried out and declared and cried out for, and we get to step into it. And God, here in Roscoe, Illinois, just like in Nazareth, what good thing could come from Nazareth? God, you delight to take everyday people from everyday towns, from everyday situations, and weave them into history. So, Father, I declare over every family, over every person here, I bless their time in the wilderness. Though it's hard, you will meet them in the wilderness. God, I bless their desert season. They have not lost your voice. They've not lost your touch. They've not lost your call. They've not lost your love. And God, you will bring them back face to face with their calling, face to face with the purpose for which they were born. And they will step into that prophetic moment. And they will say, Hineni, Hineni, it's Hebrew, it means this, here am I. Would you just say to God right now, here am I. Here we are, God. God, if you want to do something amazing in this region, God, here we are. Here we are, God. Here's our loaves. Here's our fishes. Here's what we have, God. Here we are. We are yours. We have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Holy Spirit, bless. Bless. Bless my dear friends. God, I bless them with that blessing of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He has anointed you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodness and mercy are running after you, and they can run faster than you can. God's goodness and mercy are going to catch up with you. He's anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor, sent you to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to declare the favorable year of the Lord. Amen. I love you, Life Church. God bless you.